Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. Listen, you and I have a lot in common. Like you, I'm a working person and I have real world responsibilities. But despite living that nine to five grind, I still want to live that adventurous creative lifestyle we all crave. So how can we do that? Well, that's why I'm here. Roman Go Lightly is a podcast and blog that believes in local adventure and everyday creativity. Because listen, adventure doesn't require a plane ticket and creativity is beckoning and it's for everyone, even us working people. Join me each week as I pick the brains of some of the coolest makers and seekers out there to find out in what small ways we can infuse their practices for inspiration and adventure into our daily working lives. You in? Let's do this. Fancy meeting you here. Hello and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. I'm Laura. You rule. You're here. You're a creative adventure. You're a working person, but you want to lead the adventurous and creative lifestyle that you crave. You're in the right place. If you guys don't know what we're up to, you need to check out RomanGoLightly.com. There we have a ton of different resources and tips as well as Creative Coffee Break, our mini course on everyday creativity, which I'm gonna talk about in a second, to help you lead that adventurous and creative lifestyle that you crave. We got you, we got your back. That's what we're here for. Before we begin today's episode, um, I do wanna talk about Creative Coffee Break a little bit. I wanna share actually a user's experience after finishing her 10 days on Creative Coffee Break. It says, I'm not saying that I never felt inspired before, but I definitely find the small moments of beauty and creativity every day now, even in my cubicle. I'm not, I'm not an artist by any means, but I find myself being more observant and appreciative of what's around me, even in my very plain Jane office building. Laura, congrats on a great course and for getting this lady on the right track to becoming a creative adventurer. Guys, this is what it's all about. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She actually asked for me to keep this anonymous because she was embarrassed that she thought that she considered herself unartistic, but you know who you are. Thank you so much for sending that my way. You really made my day. This is what it's all about. If you don't wanna be part of the creative community, you guys need to take a creative coffee break. Um, see what all the fun is about. It's available at www.romangolightly.com. It's on sale and it, the sale will be finished by the end of this week. So you have until Friday to cash in on 10 days of inspiration. Now that we're done talking about that, I wanna get you inspired by having you meet Alana Jadala of Alana Lou, who is the collaboration queen. Um, can I just tell you how big of a sweetheart that she is? Not only is she like the coolest person ever, she's nomadically wandering around, she's the social media maven we all hope to aspire to, But um, she truly has mastered the art of collaboration. And together we talk about the online community um, as a thriving place for people to collaborate together and to make even more meaningful creative work with other like-minded artists and brands that we believe in. She's, uh, Alana is also a gal who believes in investing in experiences over objects. And we talk about that in depth. And I love that she brings this up because it's something that, is really part of our mission and part of our core too. You're gonna hear firsthand about her love for travel and adventure as she hops around across America while she's working with other people and consulting them on creative collaborations. She rules, we could all take a piece of her brain and become the, a better, better, better creative collaborator. And I can't wait to get into this conversation. I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna let Alana take it over. Let's do this.
Hello, my dear. How are you? Hi, Alana. How are you? I'm so good. Awesome. So thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. And I saw your Instagram from earlier today. So Yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm glad to chat with you. And I just think if I approach it as any other conversation I have, I won't won't fret it. No, yeah, this is totally a good chat between just two lady pals talking about good stuff. Love it. Awesome. So let's get into it. Um, okay. So uh, for people who don't know who you are, um, how would you describe what you do in your own words? Okay, so um, I blog on one end of my brain, and then the other end of my brain, I am a consultant for small businesses. And um, I me and my partner together, we um, help coach small businesses on their social media and their online presence as a whole. Um, I mean, from blogging and from consulting, I strive to help other entrepreneurs really be intentional with their efforts, you know, help them stand out online from their competitors. And my biggest goal is to always create authentic connections that kind of um, stem maybe online, but they flourish offline. So that might be a my my few words that I would say about what I do as a whole. I love that. I love that you're, you are totally one of those online mavens who like connect online with the real world. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I, I try to, I mean, everybody that I can meet off, um, offline, I do. Um, I have some of my best friends, some of uh, my greatest, you know, not necessarily colleagues, but people that are in my same industry that I re- respect and admire. I've met in person because of a relationship that's done online and it's been one of the greatest inspirations to me in my life. So I love doing that. Yes. Well, you're definitely like the pro at it. Well, first of all, you're gorgeous, number one. But Oh, it's... thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> thank you. And I mean, everything that you do just has this touch of who you are in a really authentic way. And I think that totally bleeds out from where you go um, with your business, too. So anyway, I'm fangirling. <laughs> thank you. No, that's really, really kind. That means a lot to me. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, some people kind of start off knowing what they're going to be doing online, and that's not how my journey was at all. Um, I just kind of put little bits of myself out there, and then it's kind of, um, you know, curated to be now what it is, and I just try to come from the heart and um, share my my art in many ways, you know, whether that be photography or writing or consulting um, out in the world through, you know, Instagram, what have you, my blog, all that kind of stuff. So that means a lot to hear that. No, yeah, totally. And so I guess let's talk about that, like, winding road to uh, where you are now. When was it that you sort of realized that you had this, like, passion for storytelling online? And uh, when did you sort of decide, like, creative marketing might be your thing? Um, well, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've always been kind of a storyteller, um, I, I love to tell a story, whether it's a photograph or writing or whatever. Um, and when I was in college, I went uh, for a communications degree and just fell in love with marketing, just how, um, how much it really does dictate, you know, how our society um, acts and how we consume. Um, so I started working and interning in social media um, and just learning more about kind of this creative marketing sphere that we have now. And I mean, even in the last five years, it's bloomed so, um, so much larger than it was when I first got into it. Um, so I guess I've just kind of ridden the path. I really love social media marketing and just social media in general, how it connects people. But um, I'm a numbers gal and I'm a connections gal. So I kind of wanted to bring those two together. Um, you know, why just post to social media just to post? Like, what's the point of just 
talking with a megaphone to random people when you can actually build a community that's either surrounding your brand or surrounding your blog or what have your art, whatever, whatever you're, you're talking about. Um, there can be so much more power to it and so much more strategy versus just talking to kind of talk or sharing just to kind of share. So, um, it went from me, you know, social media interning and working, you know, um, with different marketing directors and just kind of learning the ropes to me finding that I wanted to take the reins myself. I've always wanted to work for myself. I've always wanted to be um, my own boss. So I just kind of paved the way by gaining a lot of experience and taking that experience to launch my own blog and launch my own consulting business. So that's where I am now. Yeah. And you're definitely like a great collaborator. You're constantly collaborating with these amazing brands. So how did you sort of, uh, would you say that you've always been drawn to collaborate with creatives and businesses and brands or how did that, how'd that come about? Yeah. I, I, since I, I mean, forever, I've always loved to see other people's perspectives and gain something from somebody else. Cause I think that there's so many varied views on life and, um, I just love hearing it. And so that's kind of where my collaborative spirit comes from. But in the terms of like social collaborating or, you know, working on collaborations for my blog and what have you, um, I never really knew how it worked. And so me just being kind of a curious person, uh, when I started working in the marketing field, um, blog collaborations were just kind of beginning to bloom. It was kind of getting out of the ad space and moving more towards uh, sponsored collaborations and just kind of you know, that whole sphere. Um, so there was just me and I just said, you know, I might as well ask because if I don't ask, then I'll never know. Um, and when I figured out kind of the workings behind it on how it's beneficial for a brand and also, you know, beneficial to the audience of, you know, said blogger or um, influencer, I wanted to dive into it and, and really find out um, why that's a better communication form versus, you know, a regular advertising of television or, um, you know, radio or magazine ads. And so it's been really fun to kind of dive in and see why it's a more beneficial um, avenue because it really gets to the root of the business on both ends. Uh, you know, a blogger or an influencer such as myself can give you their full uh, heart and be really um, transparent and communicate what they want to communicate on their channels. And blo and brands are now tapping into that, which I just love. Like, I can tell their story through my eyes, um, and that's just amazing to me. So I always, always, always advocate for collaborations. Um, no matter what field you're in, there there is somebody that you can help, and they can help you, and always reach out for that because collaborating is so where us artists can connect. Absolutely. So I'm curious, is there like a dream like company or brand you would love to collaborate with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Just like off in, in the corner of your mind, is there like one business or a company that you're like, I would die if we if they contacted me or if they would, you know, agree to do something? You know, um, I'm 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 really <laughs> I'm just really out like outgoing in a really weird way. Um, I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert, if you would. So almost any brand I've ever wanted to work with, I've just kind of reached out uh, to. But one I would love to work with that I haven't reached out to yet is Madewell. Um, they're really really huge, and I typically advocate for working for with with way smaller brands. That's why I've never approached it. Um, but I just their aesthetic and like. It goes all back to marketing, like their their photographs and the way that they communicate to their audience and everything about the brand itself is amazing. Um, so I, I would like to collaborate with them, but 
besides that, I really want to um, branch into um, working with more like hospitality uh, brands this year, you know, uh, hotels, um, travel situations. I mean, that's the kind of brands I'm really working towards uh, working with this year. So that I would say is more the people that I'm like, I can't wait to work with you. That's a well, that's a great segue because um I, we haven't talked about it but you're living nomadically and you're originally from um is it Utah right yeah yep yeah and now you're in Hawaii which is <laughs> like jealous so jealous it's... but um so let's talk about like travel and getting into that whole like um you know accommodation sort of stuff so what was your first sort of travel experience and when did you realize that you had this travel bug or this desire to live nomadically like you're doing now? Um, I mean, I was raised, uh, my dad's from the Middle East and my mom is an avid traveler. So my whole life, um, we kind of bumped around. We had a house in Mexico. We kind of did different things, which I loved uh, being immersed in. Um, but I would say this is kind of late, late bloomer, which is funny. But um, when I graduated college, Aaron and I actually went on a trip to uh, the Exuma, the the Bahamas. Um, the Exuma's islands, they're amazing. And we did it on a pretty, like, reasonable budget. And that's when I think I caught it, like, bad. I mean, before then, I always have, my whole life, I've had, like, a list of 30 places at minimum that I'm like, I have to go to these places, you know, before I turn 40 or whatever. But I never really put it into scale, like, okay, no, I'm going to do these two trips this year, or these five trips this year, or even this one trip this year. I just kind of thought about it, you know, in a far off way. And after going to the Bahamas and being like, okay, I like I didn't go to bankrupt. I totally could afford that. We had an amazing time. We did everything we wanted to do. That's since then I've been like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's been like that ever since. Um, I travel about once a month. Um, like you said, we live nomadically now. We're in Hawaii. Um, and it's just something you have to make a priority, I think. And so after then that I saw that it's manageable and that we can totally do it, that's when I caught the like hardcore travel bug. <laughs> so what made you settle on Hawaii? Um, my mom is actually down here. Um, she lived here about 35 years ago uh, before she had me on the mainland. Uh, she lived down here on a bunch of the different islands for about 10 years. And so my whole life she um, communicated how much she loved Hawaii and the you know presence of aloha and everything about it. But I never got to be here until I was about 18. And uh, when I was 18, I came down here and loved it. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, the people are amazing. Um, and there's just a different pace here than there is um, where I was raised. And so we've always said we love to move down here. Aaron loves to surf and um, loves being by the ocean. So um, this last year, we just kind of put everything in line. So we were able to come down here and move and work for ourselves. And so we just took the leap. But um, it's been everything we expected and more. It's been really, really fun and very different living here versus vacationing here. So we're very thankful. Yeah. Is there So is there anywhere else that you're eyeing up for the next place? Or do you think you'll be in Hawaii for a bit? Um, so we're going to actually head to the other side of the country, the, literally the other side. Um, we're going to the coastline of Maine uh, for the summer. That is and amazing. We're so, so excited. Um, I You probably can't hear it, but I have a very big grin on my face as I speak. Um, we Aaron's from there originally, and so we vacation there every summer, and it's a very, very special place to me as a second home and obviously to him as a first home. Um, and so we've always wanted to go back there, but 
Aaron didn't really ever see it as a um, an option with his you know past corporate job. And now that we're able to, we just said, let's jump, let's do it. So we're going to live on one end of the country for now and then we'll live on the other end of the country for the summer so you are truly like playing up the weather the ideal weather like you're in (laughs) you're in Hawaii in the in the depths of winter and you're going to Maine in like the hottest part of the year yes can you tell that I don't like winter because (laughs) that's what I'm trying to communicate I'm like born and raised snow girl that doesn't like snow like believe me I skiing is awesome and like all this it's nothing to take for granted believe me I think that every season is beautiful and is to be appreciated but the inversion in Utah is really bad which means the air quality is terrible and I've wanted to get out for the winter my whole life and so I said hey if we're gonna move anytime let's move now and we're just trying to play up like you said play up the warm weather as much as we can yeah and do it well do it seriously everyone loves that lifestyle if everyone could do that I'm sure they would they would be like let's let's avoid this like snow blizzard at all costs hey I'm with them I'm totally with them yeah so what do you besides the weather what's the biggest perk of living nomadically um you know and and it's not even necessarily nomadically uh, just working for yourself is um it's something that I'm really it's just my personality type I think I'm really really thankful for um it just it goes well with how I see the world and how um how best I work. So being able to work wherever there's a Wi-Fi signal is like a blessing. Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that one day I can like be in my office, just, you know, nose to my keyboard, totally head down, focus. And the next day I'm like, hey, if I want to go work from, you know, one of the resorts up, you know, up from our house, or if I want to go work down by the beach or something that can get me inspired versus feeling like I'm stuck to this keyboard, then I can. Or, you know, the other one is living by our families. Um, it's funny because we're on an island now, literally, like, it's an island in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> but for the last five years, I've kind of felt like um, I, you know, my partner and I have been on an island in Utah because his entire family is on one end of the country. And my, you know, entire family, which is my mother, was in Hawaii. So we were so isolated by ourselves from our families. So working nomadically is, you know, really giving us the opportunity to spend quality time with our families, not just seeing them on vacations, you know, for a week at a time, which is a very, very large part of my heart and means means the world to me. That's incredible. It's so it's so awesome that you're able to explore a new part of the world and, you know, deepen your roots there, but then also have your family there. Like, I don't think many people get to experience that. It's different. And I believe me, growing up, I never thought my mom would live back in Hawaii again, but I'm very thankful she is. Um, and I never knew I would date somebody from the East Coast, but um, that's really fun as well. And, and I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully we can plan some long extended trips like we want um, to different parts of the world, because I don't think you can see everything you want to see on trips that are only, you know, a couple of weeks long or even just a week long. So hopefully we can do some, you know, three month trips to maybe like, Thailand or Bali or go, I don't know, somewhere on the East Asia side while we're down here in Hawaii. That that sounds dreamy for sure. I'm excited. And I'm you're excited. you're closer too, so might as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then what what would you say is the most challenging part about living nomadically? Um I would say probably not feeling like you have and this is funny, not feeling like you have roots. It's like I'm choosing this conscious lifestyle yet like 
you yearn, no matter how much you try, or at least I do, uh, to feel like a sense of home. So I think you just kind of have to set those, I don't know, however you want to set them down, set roots and be aware that you are at home, even though you maybe don't have uh, the exact home you want. Um, or, you know, I, I don't know if I'm communicating that right or not. It's just, I think we want to nest as humans. We want to have like our space and have our house look like our dreamy Pinterest board that we're so proud of. And it's like our, you know, we're so proud of our home. But right now that's not our reality because we don't have one home. You know, we have multiple homes that we're traveling between. So we can't spend our money there because we're choosing a different lifestyle. So just not having like a rooted home um, is pretty hard, but you got to see the bright side and the silver lining. So absolutely. And I think like what you said is so true. Like nesting is such a, it's just an innate part of being a human, like having a place to just like come home to and put your stuff down and know where everything is and not have to worry about, you know, all the, like, you know, the things that we just take, like, take for granted when we're just living in one place, like, absolutely, like, oh, I, I forgot that, you know, this air conditioner is, like, you know, just like having control of the space too. I remember that. Yeah. And I had just gotten done with redoing my office. This is like the funniest thing. I was so jazzed, Laura. I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> on my space like my beautiful desk my like lovely frame wall I'm so inspired and I like would work every every day in there just like so happy like yes and then we like made the decision to move and I'm like but can I take my stuff with me and Aaron's like the best he's like honey no you can't take anything like nothing in this house is coming with us I'm like what do you mean like what about our frame wall in our master bedroom or like what about our tapestry and he's like let it go I think everything that we have should serve a purpose or like fulfill some duty, you know, not just be stuff, but it was so hard leaving. So you just got to roll with the punches and, <laughs> you know, make the best of it. Say goodbye to your dream office just for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, I think like the whole like essentialism movement is something that is totally beautiful, but it is, it's not easy. It's, I mean, having beautiful things and having a space that, um, everything has a purpose sounds really awesome, but I know myself and I, I try to always ask myself and you know, the, the whole, like, does this bring me joy? Does this not bring me joy? That sort of thing yeah. that's going on in like the blogosphere. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But actually practicing it is like the next step that is so difficult. Have you tried it? I have, especially in my wardrobe. And I'm actually in the process of like, basically clearing house with my wardrobe but um just because I feel like I've outgrown my style from like even Mm -hmm. like three four years ago but it is hard because you know I even though I read and I follow so many blogs about it and I believe in it it is just really attaching your honest like I guess separating yourself from an emotional attachment from things is not so easy Yeah, and this is funny and kind of weirdly personal, but uh, we had a death in our family not long ago, and I now my stepfather is um, going through the process of like clearing his mother's things, and um, he was talking about how much stuff she has, and you know I never she's not like a hoarder or anything. Her house is always well kept and everything, but he's like you never see like the stuff that people don't show, you know, like our journals or the things that we keep or our wardrobe or stuff like that, you know? And he was saying that he's clearing through all of it. And so we, we got into this personal conversation and I, I told him that I think when I stopped attaching as deeply to things and don't get me wrong, I'm still attached to certain things, but 
was when I fell in love with photography because I, I stopped attaching to like, you know, say you went to the fair as a kid and you, you know, you gained a teddy bear from, you know, one of the games that your father won you or something. Um, or, you know, you gained, you know, a, a best friend's necklace from a, you know, a childhood friend or whatever, rather than attaching to those things. When I found photography as kind of my love language and my medium of choice, I started photographing moments that I held on to deeper than I do things. And so that's when I think the shift in my, my brain moved away from like stuff that's nonsensical, stuff that really doesn't matter to me. And granted, my external hard drives are now full <laughs> past their brim because I attached the photograph, which is probably not healthy either. But it's just interesting how some people it's transferring to things, but some people it's necessary, it's photographs or it's, you know, they write it down in journals or they blog about it or however they communicate those um, really special emotional moments. I love that. That is so beautiful. I think like what you said what perfectly sums up the joy of of um, valuing like memories and experiences over, um, you know, just objects. And yeah, I my boyfriend and I, whenever it comes time for like birthdays or holidays, we almost always tell each other that we don't want a thing. We would rather have an experience. So instead of buying like a necklace or earrings or whatever, I like let I'm like, please take me to an art gallery or let's go. Absolutely. Let's you go find food. Our, our couple best friends we should all <laughs> hang out because that's Aaron's like literal words out of his mouth. As long as I dated him, he said those same same things. Um, he says that experience is worth ten thousand, you know, material things because you outgrow it like you said or you no longer like it or it's you know you lose it or you know whatever and what's the point of that versus those memories that you'll have for a lifetime and they actually you know build and um you know support that relationship versus just being you know a gift right and yeah well let's i'll fly out to hawaii and we can double date I love it. Let's do it. You guys have a place to stay. I dig it. We'll be there in no time, especially in winter. We'll be there. Okay. So I love, I love that. So we've been talking about like these experiences that we've had. um, And I think for me, I always sort of, um, I assign like value and meaning to a memory or an impression that a place has left me a lot of times or a site. Is there ever been like a place you've explored that has totally left an impression on you? A lot of places. Um, that's I'm very vague, but um, I think there's. I'm a really observant person, so I I feel the world really um, sensitively. And this is kind of going to sound weird, but um, I would say a particular place or site is the ocean. Um, and for somebody who's grown up by it, um, it probably is so mundane and they don't think about it. But I grew up landlocked. Um, so I, I vacation to the beach often, but, um, as an adult, when I've gone to the ocean, I did not realize how, how inspiring it was and how impressionable it was on me because I can sit there and stare for hours. Um, I think like the texture of it, like the colors, there's, you know, vivid, bright, bright turquoise to like really, really deep, dark, you know, sapphires and, the movement and the motion and how like cyclical it is. I mean, like it goes in and out and like it never stops. And I just think there's so many things that are really like powerful about the ocean. Um, and for me, like I said, I didn't grow up around it. So it's been really awe inspiring um, to, you know, visit it, but also to live by it has been a totally different experience. And it's just vast and like, 
Yeah, awe-inspiring. And it changes so much with the time of day, right? Like mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, the morning versus the evening. I love, yeah. love it. Um, so let's talk about like creativity and what inspires you. Um, what would you say are like the top three things that you feel inspired by? Let's say stories from strangers. I like love talking to strangers. Um, trying to capture a feeling would be a really big thing that inspires me because I think it's a challenge and I think that I never feel like I fully do it. And so it's always like a, like a, like a chase. It's a catch and release situation where you're always chasing it. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the third one would be. That's a lot of pressure. Um, I would probably say like architecture or like things that have, um, some breadth, some years on them that not, that aren't so modern. Um, I love like older, older architecture, you know, the colors, the, um, intricacy of like carved doors and, um, I don't know. Architecture is really inspiring to me too. I don't know. I would say those are probably my three. <laughs> so let's talk about talking to strangers. Are you, would you say you're an extrovert? Uh, I think I, I really, every article I read tells me I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, <laughs> I really, it makes me uncomfortable to talk to strangers, but sometimes you know, you just have to, like, if there's a really interesting old man that's like sitting on the, like, I don't know, on the bench next to you or like, you know, you're, when you're traveling, like you're always in, in places with people that they're obviously seeking out the same things that you are. So I just always strike up a conversation and sometimes it might be a little bit hard for me just because I feel like, oh, no, what am I going to say, or this is awkward, or whatever, but I always am thankful for it afterwards, um, I, I just think that there's such a benefit of speaking to people with varied perspectives, um, especially, I just tend to gravitate towards the older generation, um, of either, like, you know, 20 years my senior, or even 40 years my senior, um, I don't know, I think I just consume a lot, uh, like, like you said, of blogs or books or whatever that are ri- written by millennials or late min- millennials. So speaking to people that are kind of outside of that demographic really inspire me because they tend to have a really beautiful um, perception of the world kind of pre-technology. Um, and I love I love speaking to people of that. So I just, I strike up a conversation. Sometimes it's awkward, but totally beneficial. I did this thing once. I would also say I'm an extrovert introvert. I feel like I work best. I'm, I'm more pumped up when I'm working by myself, but I love the experience of just sort of like learning about people, I think. So Mm -hmm. for me, like similarly last year, I like Airbnb did this, um, sort of like hashtag series called one less, one less stranger where you're just supposed to go out and make one less stranger in your community. So I went out and I just gave a flower to like a random passerby and that's amazing it, I mean it just felt so it feels it's so uncomfortable up front like exactly like how you said but I never once like regretted it because I was just like hey I met the guy who works at the candy shop down the street and I like have made a connection with him I know his name I know a little bit about his life and then that was it it only took five minutes of my life and I made like a connection so now yeah. you guys are homies. Yeah, we're homies. I mean, that's a that, that's a really cool. I didn't see that uh, challenge they gave out, but I think that's really really amazing. Oh, um, it's so awesome. Yeah, if you look it up, it's called. I think there's a hashtag series. I know it's on their website. It's called One Less Stranger, but it's yeah, it's really beautiful. Look it up. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard, and I'm sure you've seen those. Like, there's videos that have gone viral that people like will stand there and they like you have to give them eye contact for like a minute, or people that want to sit down and like they want a hug or something like that. 
that I would think would be hard just because it's kind of like you are forcefully being awkward, like to prove a point. But I think a conversation is a little bit easier because at least it's not all on you. Like you, it's reciprocated, you know, and they can learn about you and you can learn about them. So conversation to me is kind of the icebreaker and it can be really beautiful. There's so many things to learn from different people. Yeah. Is there an art form outside of storytelling and photography that you're interested in learning? Um, yes, but I don't know when I'm going to do it. I would love, I would love to learn how to like be good at watercolor or even just, I would love to dabble in watercolor because I feel like it'd be very soothing. I'm not a good painter, FYI. So that's (laughs) probably not going to be the best avenue for me. Um, and I would really love to get into video at some point. Um, I'm really inspired by, by videographers and cinematographers. Um, but I just, I've never dabbled in it and I don't think I'm like, I don't have expertise in it yet, but I think it would be a really fun thing to explore. It's a different form of storytelling that kind of expands on photography, which I love. I always like to ask this question because a lot of our listeners are working people. They might have an office job. They work nine to five. Um, So what piece of advice would you say to those people who either want to live adventurously or they um, they want to like live a creative life? What, What sort of advice would you send them? So two things. I would say include something that brings you joy in your life every single day. Whether you take, say, take 15 minutes for yourself in the morning to, you know, enjoy a cup of tea and, you know, a snippet from your favorite book or you read the newspaper or you check your favorite blogs or in the evening if you, you know, go on a bike ride or go to your favorite exercise class, something. Identify what it is and make it happen. It will bring you so much more joy um, in your life as a whole, because you have to think about how many hours of your life are spent at work. So either choose a career wisely, um, that you enjoy every day, or make sure there's at least something that you're injecting that brings you joy every single day. Um, and then my number two would be if you really enjoy adventure and you really enjoy traveling, make it a priority, make it as much of a priority as it is to pay your bills or to see your family, or to do whatever those big, big things are on your list. And some people think that's so funny, like, oh my gosh, how can I put travel and my bills on the same priority list? And it's like, honestly, if you really want to, you can. And I'm not saying that you need to put as much money towards traveling as you do your bills. That's not, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, even if you put a small amount of money away each month, you'll finally have a travel fund at the end of the year. You will. It may not be as big as you want it to be, but that's okay. Adventure doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, But I think a lot of people limit themselves because they can't, they can't, they can't. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, there's a lot of things standing in their way. And I think if you make it a priority, whether that's financially um, or taking the time off or just saying yes, when your friends say, hey, we're going to go on this awesome hike this weekend. Do you want to go? Rather than saying, no, I have this to work on, or I actually like to sleep in, say yes. Um, Just make it a priority. And I think those two things will bring you so much more joy in your life. You rule. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're so nice. You rule. (laughs) You, like, took everything that Roman Golightly is, like, all about. Just nailed it. Boom. Right there. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I mean, it's because I've, I've been there, and, I mean, I've worked really weird jobs. I've worked, like... 16 hour days before I've worked like the strangest things I just didn't like and granted I was young while I was doing them and it was stuff that I love to do I've worked in like um you know I was doing 
theater production um, where I was a stage manager for years. I worked like a, oh my gosh, I was like a slave. Um, and I've worked nine to five jobs that I hated. And you know what? The, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is like serve yourself. You have to realize like there's so much of your life spent there. And if you don't love what you're doing, pave a way to get to, to where you love what you're doing. But in the meantime, serve yourself. Amazing. I love that. Serve yourself. I think a lot of people forget that. Finding the joy in your everyday and finding it, yeah. making it work for you. It's so simple. It is. You just have to make it a priority. Absolutely. You deserve it. So let's get silly. Um, so two truths and a lie. Tell me three facts about you that um, your followers or most listeners wouldn't know. Two of them are true. And then one is going to be a lie. And I have to guess which one isn't true. Okay. You ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, um... When I was three years old, I traveled around the world to Egypt and Amsterdam. <laughs> I am, like, deathly afraid of flying. And number three, I've sailed around the British Virgin Islands. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to say your flight thing is true because I think we might have talked about that. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, but that's okay. I have insider knowledge. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So I'm going to say that's true. What did you say the, the last one was again? That I sailed around the British Virgin Islands down in the Caribbean. Mm, I'm going to say your lie is that Egypt and Amsterdam. Is that true? Or is that a lie? <laughs> no, it's true. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So, wait. Your lie is the British... The Virgin, British Islands. Virgin Islands. I've never done that yet, but it's, like, so, so, so high on my bucket list. It's, like, up there with Croatia. Those are probably my top two that I need to be doing, like, tomorrow. Amazing. So, tell me... So, you did go to Egypt and Amsterdam. Yeah, my um, my father is actually from, um, he was born in, in Kuwait and raised in Egypt. So my entire family is over there besides like four cousins that I have here um, in America. So we traveled as a family uh, to Amsterdam and then we made our way over to Egypt um, and like the Gaza Strip and all over where my family lives. So we did, I think it was like a month long or maybe a bit longer um, of a trip while I was there so I could meet my entire family. So Wow. It was really cool. That's incredible. Yeah, I really want to go back. I just, um, I get nervous. When I was there, I had a really crazy story um, because my last name is Palestinian, but um, my maternal grandmother on my father's side is Egyptian, which those who know their Middle Eastern, um, you know, politics know that those, I mean, those are feuding um, cultures. So I was actually detained. Um, I was like three years old and I was like held captive by, by the men in the airport for like two hours. And my mom, poor thing, was like losing her mind. She's like in a foreign country with her like little child. She gets oh, no. detained. So she, you, were, oh. you were by yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like hilarious now. We always like joke about it, how like we're afraid for me to go back because I'll get detained because of the same thing over, you know, and, but in reality, like it really wasn't funny at the time because my mom was like, no, it was like terrifying to have your little child, like, you know, being questioned when, what does she know? You know, she's a child. So your poor mom, (laughs) I know she's endured so much. And then I've just been such a pleasant child since then to her. (laughs) You've just been like, Hey mom, remember that time? You're like, she's like, don't remind me. Yeah, she's probably had, like, ten worse stories since then. So she's oh, like, whatever, no. you're just a, you've just given me grief your whole life. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you collect, 
you know, as much as many stamps as you collect in your passports, you collect a series of crazy and hilarious or, you know, frightening or amazing, you know, heartfelt stories. And it's just part of the journey. Let's talk about um, your dream day. If you could plan a full day from the moment you wake up to the moment your head hits the pillow, no expenses, um, expenses are no problem. Where, how would you spend your time? Now, this is like a double-edged sword because one of, like, half my brain thinks, like, I'm going to tell her this lavish story where I'm, like, on a yacht and I'm, like, doing all this crazy stuff. But honestly, like, I don't feel like, I don't know. That's a dream day because it's, like, hilarious and, like, where what are we doing right now? But my dream day is kind of, like, how I would like a smooth day to go. Um, and that sounds kind of funny and ironic, but I enjoy what I do truly, truly from the bottom of my heart. So I would say like my dream day would be like waking up and having my coffee, um, with a view preferably wherever that may be, you know, um, and just relaxing. I like a lot of quiet time to myself in the morning. And, um, you know, if I could take some of the day to either photograph or write, do some sort of creation, that's a really big, um, inspiration to me and having some time just to be creative. And then, um, if I could go to like the beach or a new place to explore, whether that's a city or, you know, something that's new. I love, I I love bringing in something that's a vivid experience that I haven't had yet. And then, you know, if it was a work day, I'd be down to have like a strategy session with a client. Or if it's, you know, a vacation day, I'd like just to have like a lovely, enjoyable meal with loved ones, whether that's, you know, just simply my partner, Aaron, or our families or our friends or strangers that are amazing. I just think that, um, really getting to connect with people, whether that's my clients or people that I want to work with or, you know, people that are just on an emotional, awesome level. Either way, I just love to connect with people and um, that's how I wrap my perfect day. It's just something mellow, something simple, um, involving all the things that I love to do. That was a hard question because I was like, I could just tell her some like really crazy story, but I think that really is kind of my dream day. I feel like a lot of times it's like, on one side, you're like, I would fly to Paris, and I would, and then the, on the other side, it's like, but realistically, a dream day right Ooh. now would be this, and it's so simple. Yeah, because if you if you're flying to Paris, that means that you have like a layover, and then you're gonna be tired, and like travel days themselves are not really that great of a dream day. It's like once you get there and can relax, right? Let's go to my favorite question, which is, um, you can go totally off the wall with it. Like you can say, uh. I love donuts, or you can say something really deep and meaningful. What do you really and truly love? Really and truly love. I really and truly do not laugh at me. I really and truly love cats. And if and when Aaron hears this, I'm so gonna be in trouble because I love cats. And it's so funny, and everyone on the internet's gonna make fun of me for saying this, but I was like the crazy cat lady before I even knew what a crazy cat lady was. Um, I had grew up with three cats, and I'm, like, absolutely 100% allergic. <laughs> I, like, would sleep with them in my bed and, like, wake up with, like, my eyes swollen shut and stuff like that. But I love, I'm just, like, totally down with it. And every time we travel anywhere, it's, like, the joke is that I find a cat. When we were in the Exumas, I'm, like, on the beach, and I find this, like, adorable little cat. And I'm, like, snuggling it, taking pictures of it. It was, like, the first picture I posted on Instagram. And Aaron was, like, great. We're on this, like, beautiful tropical vacation, and you're posting pictures of cats. Like, get it together. (laughs) And um, my childhood animals have, like, since passed away, and, like, I don't have any cats right now. And it's, like, topic of conversation, like, at least three times a week. I'm, like, so when are we getting a cat? And Aaron's, like, honey, you're allergic to cats, and so am I. And I'm, like... 
okay, so when are we getting a cat? <laughs> and he's just not having it. And, and my, my, two of my dearest friends, one's a big cat lover, one's a big cat hater. And they just always tease me about it. Never, ever stops. I'm the crazy cat lady without me cats is what I am now, I guess. So are you one of those people who, like, looks up cat hashtags? Oh, um, uh, now I will be. I didn't for <laughs> like I like I needed another obsession. No, I'm typically I'm I'm more of like the like the in la- in real life cat obsessor. Like I love cat videos. Don't get me wrong, they're hilarious, and I do spend some of my internet time, you know, browsing the web web for cat videos, but not as much as like the normal human. I think I'm more like the like on Valentine's Day, I found a cat next to the Four Seasons Hotel. We were just like walking around, and I was like, oh my gosh. I knew his name by the end of the time we left. I like we I got a Polaroid with him. We were like hanging out. Me and him became like BFFs before I left. So it's more of like an in-person weird fascination with an- with cats and animals in general. You're the cat whisperer. I, I am. I, I'll take it. It's fine. I'll take the whole name. It's fine. <laughs> so good. Be be yourself. Just own it. Just love all the cats. It's fine. Know your strengths. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this has been so fun, Alana. This has been, like, great. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. I am too. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really fun to kind of stop and kind of analyze and think about things. It's always, you came up with really wonderful questions, and it was great to get to know you, and I think the community that you're building is really inspiring and um, something that's, that there's a hole in our community that needs it. So thank you for everything that you're doing. So guys, was I right or was I right? biggest sweetheart ever. Alana, thank you so much for doing this interview and you rule. And I love you. (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed. She's sort of like one of my girl crushes, but you know what? All my episode guests are my girl crushes at this point. (sighs) Is that a problem? I don't think that's a problem. Okay, guys. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking to the ultimate cool hunter. We all wish that we could be Catherine Calm of Local Wolves. She's the creator and editor and chief in Local Wolves, which is a huge online community with that also does monthly publications. Catherine really is like the coolest chick. She has her finger on the pulse of what's happening in the music industry, what's going on with artists and photographers in the West Coast. And she's really good about um, sharing what it is that she's super inspired by. And hopefully we can all just sort of get a little dose of her coolness. Um, but yeah, she's a, she's a lot going on. We're going to hear from her next week. You can find us at www.romangolately.com. Make sure to check out Creative Coffee Break on our website, as well as our show notes on there as well. You can follow us on Instagram at romangolately, Snapchat at rome underscore golately. And it would mean oh so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this lovely podcast because this component of what we do really needs to be shared with others. And the way that iTunes algorithm works is that the more ratings and reviews that we have, the easier it is for other people to find us on the iTunes charts. We've made it on some of the top charts all around the world, super exciting, but we haven't made it to the US and that's my goal. I would love to make it to the US. And if you could do that and share the word, either sharing on social media, having your friend listen to it and having them do a rating and review if they love it, that would mean so much to us because we want to spread the word and we want to get you all inspired. We will see you next Monday. And in the meantime, peace out. <laughs>